Hello, friends. This is John, your host from Dairyland Frights and Packers Blitz. And I want to tell you, I've been using OllieTube for my podcasting for over a year now, and I love it. And if you're looking for an easy and convenient solution for creating podcasts, OllieTube is definitely worth checking out. It's a great tool for podcasting beginners and professionals alike who want to make their creation process easier and faster so they can focus on other areas of their show. And I use it for editing and I love it. I can edit something really quickly and get my show out there and get it to my audience. So please try Ollie too. You can try it a week for free. They have a 30 day money back guarantee. So you really have nothing to lose. And like I said, I love Ollie too. Check it out and uh, you'll love it. Hello, Packer fans. My name is John, and this is my good buddy, Andy. Yes, he's back. And you are listening to the Packers Blitz podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 1980s, ooh, spooky, and Packers football, and lived to talk about. This podcast is dedicated to the world's greatest fans, Packer fans, and... Welcome back, Andy. We missed you. Thank you so much, John. Uh, it's good to be back from assignment. Uh, I went into the darkness and came out ready to retire. Ooh, yes. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just a teaser, Packer Blitz fans, this episode of Packers Blitz may be a little bit uh, spookier than normal tonight. Mm. Right, Don? Mm. And John, yeah. good job on episode uh, 43. It's been over two weeks since we last did Packers Blitz together. Uh, to be brutally honest, I needed the time off. Uh, Packers fans, Packer Blitz fans, I'll tell you why in, in a little bit, uh, a little bit later in our podcast. So, so John, how, how have you been, buddy? I've missed I've our playable dancer, you know, all that football talk call the Packers football talk so yes and you saw my banter with the uh quick episode I did I I told Andy I uh texted him while he's on assignment and you know obviously he's like yeah go ahead because after that Raiders game I was just like I I, I cannot I gotta get on <laughs> gotta let my feelings out so I already have let my feelings out Listen to last episode, Packer fans, Packer Blitz fans, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But I want to give Andy the floor or the mic and let him kind of take over this episode since he has a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, boy, do I. <laughs> yes, it go. Yeah, yeah, again, great job on episode 43. I listened Thank to you. it a couple of times. So um, great insight. So very interesting. So, so everybody, almost uh, almost two weeks ago, I left the wonderful state of Wisconsin to be literally lifted up euphorically and spiritually by the 550 or so balloons that flew skyward during the Albuquerque International Balloon Festival in mm. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm. After witnessing the debacle of a us at the hands of the lions at Lambeau, it was great timing. 
to be so uh, downtrodden. It was great to be lifted up again and inspired by witnessing this totally awesome spectacle and awe-inspiring event. Flying high, soaring, majestic balloons galore. An Area 51 alien balloon, a Yoda balloon, a T-Rex balloon, a Great Britain flag balloon even. Every multicolored pattern balloon imaginable. By the way, the Darth Vader balloon <laughs> didn't make it very far and crash landed. Oh, uh, this this is what happens. Blue. This is what <laughs> happens to anything that crosses over to the dark side. Use the fork, then, Luke. Then a day later on uh, Monday night. Uh, I listened to the game. I listened mm. to the game on the Packers <laughs> radio network with Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron. Mm. Yes, yes, everybody. I couldn't watch the game. More on that later. Uh, just a quick side note, John. Remember when uh, Chicago Cubs legendary broadcaster Harry Carey would announce baseball games? Hey, check out the kid, the sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and call home <laughs> runs that were just fly ball outs yeah. john remember that <laughs> i remember you could, that you could just tell that harry was not not really there at the moment in the moment hey. uh he was not really there at all was he so john do you have any comments <laughs> i'm another Budweiser. exactly three <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I I felt listening to our two Ugh. NFL radio announcers. They're not interested in the game and not paying attention to it. Oh. At the end of the first quarter, with the Packers actually leading 3-0, Wayne Larravee couldn't even get the score correct. Wayne, the score was not tied at 0-0. It was oh, almost as if it was almost as if he was trying to will us to lose the football game. I know that it was a slip of the tongue, but no one <laughs> corrected him either. Yes, what? I'm calling you out, Wayne Larravee and Larry. No one McCarran. corrected him. Nobody did. Awful. Mm. Get the score That's right. Awful. It's yeah, radio, not TV. Uh, well, Packer fans e. listening. Like me, cannot see the score. Duh. Uh, Duh. So anyway, I figured I'd just bring that up because that part kind of irked me a little bit because it's like, hey, we're winning. We're ahead 3 nothing at the time. And for some reason, they just, just, you know, couldn't get it right. So, well, hey, not any hey, comment hold about on. those two. Uh, so I had Buck and Aikman, and they were so bored. They were basically talking about sometimes like baseball stuff. <laughs> so you think you have it bad. I had to listen to Buck and Aikman talk about the Texas Rangers and how Aikman is a big fan of the Rangers and they're in the playoffs. And I'm like, no. And, you know, McCarron has been there forever. He, you know, he's he is our Perry Carey, in my opinion. Wayne Larrabee. I, I, I sometimes I've listened to him a couple times uh after like post show 
And in he, you can tell he's maybe getting a little uh, long in the tooth. It's an old saying that us old timers use um, that he doesn't understand. Uh, like he'll read the he'll read the box score after the game, and he'll be like, "Packers, one hundred thirty yards." Oh no, no, no! That was the Bears, hundred thirty yards. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> okay. But yeah. he's not as bad. Just really quickly, side note: he's not as bad as in Deardorf, who was the worst <laughs> at calling football games. He was really bad. And there's there's a few other guys. Uh, uh, when Joe Montana, he did it back in the day. He was horrible. Um, there's a lot of bad announcers out there. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, you didn't have to watch it for another show. Want it? We'll, John. we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. I miss Madden. That's all I have to say. I miss John Madden. That's all I have to say. Yeah, so I had the uplifting, the uplifting Sheesh. balloon experience, and then I had yeah, the demoralizing yeah. uh-huh. uh, 17-13 loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, so, my God. So, um, yeah, I figured I'd just talk about some of the uplifting highlights, and again, right, there's not go. many of them, no, and you were probably, that. that's why I put in parentheses, not many, <laughs> John. No. There weren't no. many uplifting highlights. I'm, I was really no. struggling, but the first thing, uh, Anders and Daniel Carlson became the first brothers to kick against each other in an NFL game in 36 years. Hmm. 36. By the way, our guy, Anders Carlson, was perfect. His yeah. brother was not. Yeah. Uh, Daniel had... Daniel had one field goal blocked and missed another yep. when his 52-yard attempt hit the upright with two minutes remaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anders won the battle of the kicker, kicking brothers, and that's uplifting. Uh, about the only thing. <laughs> so mm. another thing I wanted to mention, quarterback uh, Jordan Love ran twice for 37 yards, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tight end Josiah Dugora actually caught a 19-yard pass. Uh, so that's, ah. that's just that's ah. amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, uh, wide receiver Christian Watson caught a pass and turned it into a 77-yard gain. So that mm-hmm. part was good. Uh, he didn't score on the play, but he got a 70-yard, 77-yard uh, pass or yeah. made a play. Right. Yep. So it's nice to make a play or two. Over uh, eight yards, which I will get to later. <laughs> Rudy Ford had Rudy. nine tackles and another INT. He has put together a really good 2023 campaign yes, for the Packers. That is uplifting. Uh, the Packers' pass rushers had four sacks with four veteran players, each getting one. Uh, Gary, Clark, Smith, and Enigbare. Oh, boy, Clark uplifting okay some of those veterans making some plays for us great job uh any other (laughs) uplifting highlights that you could think of uh i know it's tough john anything else you can think of okay yeah moving on (laughs) exactly um so now we're going to talk about the demoralizing lowlights to be brutally honest Brutally honest, I wondered why I was so bored during the game 
and waiting for something exciting mm -hmm. to happen. You're not the well, only one. Well, here's why. First half, Packers offense had three plays over 10 yards. The second half, two, they had two plays over 10 yards. Not any oh. offensive plays in the fourth quarter over eight yards. Not a single one. What does this tell us, Packer fans? It tells us this. <laughs> the Packers offense is not able to generate chunk plays, cannot push the ball down the field, and is not explosive at all. All this against a lower-tier defense. Yeah. Demoralizing. Uh, John, any comment on that? That's that's pretty that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty bad. So I again, I I'm not gonna harp on it too much because I talked about it for over 20 minutes <laughs> on my last yeah, episode. You listened to it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it, it was just it, it it really reminded me of when we just couldn't oh my god i hate to say this i'm i shouldn't say this but i'm going to in the 80s where it was just are, are we a high school team like it, it seemed like jv against varsity that's the way this game seemed to me not professionals because both teams look like they didn't want to be there both teams look like they didn't care both teams look like even Devontae Adams, which I mentioned, he was like, he, he had to be hurt because he was like, eh, da, da, kind of lollygagging around like that word lollygag. Um, it's just like, can we just go? Everybody go home. <laughs> it just was a very uh, uninspiring game by both teams. I, I do give uh, AJ Dillon a little credit. He did, which I didn't give him credit at all. My last episode, at least he was running a little harder and he was, um, uh, I shouldn't say trying. Cause I know he's trying, but he just seemed different. He looked like, you know, someone put him on notice, but still he's not a feature back. How many times the Andy and I have to tell you Packer fans, Packer blitz fans, and Packer management, he is not, I repeat, not a feature back. He will never be a feature back. It's never going to happen. So why are we treating him like that? We we got to find somebody else. And just really quickly, I don't know uh, if you're going to talk about this in news, or, or uh, but I'll get ahead of ourselves here, is we signed James Robinson. If you guys are like, who in the hell is James Robinson? Well, you should remember him because when we played the Jaguars two or three years ago, he ran wild all over us, uh, and the, the Jaguars almost beat us. We had to come back on the Jaguars and beat them, and we barely beat them. Uh, and this is when Trevor Lawrence was a rookie quarterback, had a lot of young talent. Um, so right now, I think with the signing of James Robinson, um, puts A.J. Dillon on notice that he better start stepping up and he better start doing something. James Robinson is not the answer, but if he can give us a spark, 
and give us something that gets us five, six yards, you know, on first down and moves us down the field. Oh man, that will be, that would be awesome. So anyway, that's what we don't have right now. We just don't have any spark. There's nothing. There's just a bunch of guys out there. And I don't know what to say other than that. So go, go ahead. Yeah, on the A.J. Dillon front, uh, a lot of people have been asking the question, what's happened? What's happened to A.J. Dillon? Because uh, they go back to his days at Boston College, a powerful runner, uh, almost yeah. like a bowling ball, just bowl- bowling over guys. Uh, they compared him, uh, maybe not to the greatness of, uh, you know, like Derrick Henry, but they did mm. say he had some of those qualities. Derrick Henry... Yeah. Um, I would say like um, maybe not even a Earl Campbell, but in that same no. mold where they seek yeah. out um, the yeah. defenders and punish them, punish mm-hmm. them for even trying to tackle them. And, and so, saying, again, and yeah, in this really Halloween, quickly, you know, in this Halloween really kind of quick. themed episode, it's kind of like you're trying to scare them <laughs> not to yeah. tackle you. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, like I said, Andy, ever since he had a kid, he's changed. I've seen it. I, you know, after his kid was born, he's a different guy. And, you know, I get it. We talked about this on a couple episodes where what do you want to do for your son? So he is a son. Do you want to leave a legacy where your son can go on YouTube and be like, look at my dad. He was kicking butt and running over people. Or do you want to leave a legacy of tripping over your own feet, <laughs> like not catching the ball, like fumbling, like not running hard? Like, which do you want? Well, the obvious one is you want to show your son, look what dad used to do. Dad was kick ass down there. So, but ever since he's had a son, he's changed. He's not the same, not the same guy. And that's a shame, you know? So he has to make a decision. Because you can't be halfway in in the NFL. You cannot be halfway in. You got to be like, I'm all in or I'm out. We'll see. We'll see. So anyway, that leads you to Jordan Love. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the demoralizing offense. And then the leader of that offense, of course, is Jordan Love. And, uh, you know, he had three interceptions, just like you mentioned on the last podcast. Uh, His inaccuracy, his regression. In fact, according to Paul Brettel of U.S. Today's Packers Wire, and he quotes, Since the New Orleans game, Love has completed just 55.5% of his 110 pass attempts. He is averaging only 6.2 yards per attempt, which over that span ranks 28th, and he's thrown two TDs, and six interceptions. In truth, in fact, Jordan Love ranks 34th out of 33 eligible quarterbacks in completion rate. And I saw a different uh, article just just a few minutes ago, and they said he was 33rd, but uh, that's bad. So <laughs> He's bad. at the bottom of the league <laughs> uh, in completion rate. Uh, which is kind of demoralizing. So any comments about that, Jen? I know you talked about that in episode Yeah, I already, I already talked about it. It, it, okay. it comes down to this, just being simple, 
and getting him involved early in the game, short passes, dink and dunk, easy passes, what he can throw, which would I can't believe LaFleur isn't doing this. You say, what is your best pass? Oh, it's uh, down and out. Great. We're going to run down and out until people stop us. And, you know, that to me is smart football because it's simple, right? Okay. Hey, uh, whoever, Musgrave, you know, Dobbs, whoever's healthy, <laughs> you're going to run it down and out and that ball's coming to you. You better catch that ball and then get his confidence going and everything like that. Cause it's just, oh boy, it was just too hard. And, you know, the other thing too, uh, was just his last pass that he threw to, which they didn't show this. There was pass interference against the Raiders but against Christian Watson, but they didn't call it because the ball was just right to the safety or corner. Uh, but the, the corner of safety from the Raiders pushed Christian Watson. You can see it in the replay. And they the, the refs were like, I just want to go home. So whatever. <laughs> They didn't call anything. It should have been pass interference, so we should have got the ball in the one. But, oh, well, you're not getting all the calls. So, anyway. <laughs> yep. So, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit, John, and, and address this right now about the simplifying thing. So, also, yeah, okay. according to Packers Wire, Matt LaFleur can help the, his offense out as, as the play caller, specifically by simplifying things. Yeah. Yeah, this is what Packers Wires says, and they're catering to us Packer fans when they're saying that. According to former Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who watches the Packer games, by the way, somebody needs to yep. start simplifying the Packers offense. He said it too. John, Whoa. again, you, in Whoa. episode 43rd, 43 of uh, Packers Blitz, you said yep. keep it simple. Keep You've it said simple. that several times. Remember, Packers fans, the NFL is an offensive league. Matt LaFleur had been an offensive coordinator for two NFL teams, Los Angeles Rams and Tennessee Titans. His special specialty should be offense. I'm getting worked up. <laughs> he needs yes. to get Woo! the offense back on track. He has no excuses. Matt Come LaFleur on. needs to turn around this demoralizing Packers offense. He better get his own side of the ball right. John, yeah. uh, any more comments on that? So I sorry, oh, I skipped ahead a little bit. Fired up here. Let's come on. Okay, but this is football. This ain't checkers. This is football, people. I so I did a rant already on it. It, it. it was again. It was last year or the year before when we were struggling, and uh, Rogers went to the podium and he said, "Look." got to simplify things we've got to keep things simple we, yeah. and you know it we we're going to talk about max crosby being defensive player of the year but the hell with max crosby we're not even going to bring him up because <laughs> i already brought him up when tucker craft whiffed <laughs> totally whiffed on a block on this i think it was like a jet sweep or something they were running some gadget play and Tucker Kraft just wee just totally misses Max Crosby. And Max Crosby's like, oh, well, that was easy. So, like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but but in episode 42, John, we said we said Max one of the Crosby. keys, you have to slow down the game we record that 
that is who is Max Crosby. Instead, yeah. he was named AFC Defensive Player of the Week yeah, for a yeah, reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. He recorded a sack, four tackles for loss, and four quarterback pressure pressures. That's demoralizing. You're so welcome. Max Crosby's success is a reason for us Packer fans to be concerned about the offensive line. Yes. Uh, and and Luke Musgrave, by the way, <laughs> his blocking yes, abilities. Yes, talk about him. Yeah, Luke yeah. Musgrave. Come on. Yeah. What John and I and many others thought was the strength of our team may be one of its big, biggest weaknesses. Uh, mm -hmm. We might be totally wrong. Uh, yeah. During the past two games, Jordan Love has been pressured on nearly 50% of his dropbacks against Detroit. We already talked about and over one-third of them against Las Vegas. And Las Vegas isn't very good, except for Max Crosby at, on that line. Yeah. Uh, that pressure, of course, has sped up Love's internal clock and thusly caused him to not be able to make it to his second progression, mm -hmm. impacting his decision-making, which mm -hmm. has led to more forced throws at times. The offensive line pass protection has been a real problem. So has the run blocking because the Packers average just 3.5 yards per carry, which is 25th in the NFL. Uh, Love has been facing a steady dose of second and long and third and long situations because of that because of us not being able to rush. Now the opposing pass rush can pin its ears back. The offer, Packers offense can only run so many pass routes where seven-plus yards are needed. The offensive line play has been demoralizing as well. <laughs> so, John, any comment on that? No, you hit it on okay. the head, and I already talked about it, so... We thought it was a strength. We're wrong. It is not. So what are you going to do? So, John, So John, you were right. The Packers yeah. inexplicably lost again. You were right. You said they were going to lose. I was in denial. Yeah. They lost. Mm -hmm. uh, you were spot on calling out Joe Barry's boneheaded alignments, 10 yards off the ball near the red zone with catches by Devante Adams for the first down and uh, Jacoby Myers TD. It was easy, mm. way too easy. You were mm. spot on calling out Luke mm. Musgrave's lack of yak also oh my when God. he was making catches a la Bubba Franks, which oh we my talked God. about at nausea. Mm, just yeah, go right down. Bubba. He's, he's yeah. uh, caught whatever illness or sickness from Josiah DeGuara. You yes. Know, with, you just, like, you see a defender and you just go to the ground. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. You were, and I didn't even watch the game, but people were saying this. Uh, that he insane. just went down, and that's why yeah. I think that's why because uh, Lafleur was so upset with him, right? Yeah. Wasn't that part yeah. of it? He's he's missing assignments, and then then yeah. he was not you know doing what he had to do to 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 get first downs and make extra yardage or whatever. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <sighs> You're spot on about Jordan Love's three interceptions and no touchdowns during the game. Mm -hmm. That didn't help. <laughs> Packers blitz. Uh, fans go back and listen to John again in episode 43. So John and I are now both, we're both three and two predicting Packers games on the season. Mm, uh, so what, but we're three and two so far, just to let you guys know. Um, 
John, the Packers had every opportunity to beat a mm-hmm. perennial mm-hmm. below 500 team yes. and couldn't find a way to win. Nope. Win the turnover battle. Make a game-changing ja- play. Play smart. Out-physical the other team. Out-coach mm-hmm. them. Absolutely nothing worked. Absolutely nothing happened. So, John, what the hell's going on out here? What the hell's going on out there? Yeah, exactly. Right. Vince Lombardi. Uh, That's one of his favorite quotes. (laughs) Yeah. What what Uh, the hell is going on out here? Um, So any comments on that? Let's just move on, right? (laughs) Move on. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my spa retreat out of of darkness and into the light, just very briefly. So I'll give you guys a little bit of synopsis on that. Packers fans, Packer Blitz fans, not only did I spend time in Albuquerque, but I also went to a Japanese-inspired spa retreat in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yes. All right. Uh, It's called 10,000 Waves. 10,000 Waves. I didn't even have access to the live video broadcast feed (laughs) of the Packers game. No local stations, no apps, no nothing. Cell phone usage was limited. They re- they told us that they didn't want us to use their cell phones here and there. Um, mm. It was basically a minimalistic existence of total relaxation. That was the main goal of the spa. After three days at the spa, and similar uh, to Aaron Rodgers' retreat into darkness, I came out of the darkness of a sauna darkness. and saw the light of a wonderful sunny day that is when i had a disturbing revelation oh no and here it is (laughs) oh boy the packers just aren't all that good Mm. vegas odds makers need to get smarter and stop picking the packers to win every stinking week and john uh not to cut ahead but we uh they're doing it again (laughs) we're we're i think we're favored i know there's something okay i know okay so now we're gonna pivot john and and uh, unless yeah. you have a comment on that little no, tidbit out of when I came out of the darkness of the sauna, did you like that? I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that very cool, really nice saunas. Yeah, actually, I came out of the sauna, looked up, bright sunny day, and I had you know that epiphany, that you know that revelation. Um, but unfortunately, mm. it was it was a disturbing one, wasn't it? So yes. Okay, so. so we're going to talk about uh some ghosts right we're gonna so folks packer blitz fans um i don't know if you know this but i'm actually a host for a paranormal podcast called dairy Lund frights and uh this pod- that pod- <laughs> very good and that podcast is about the paranormal uh, uh, ghost a lot of things uh dealing with mystery and creepy stuff so it's a lot of fun i love doing both podcasts i love doing packers so my love for the packers and paranormal are are great so what i wanted to talk about really really quickly is people don't understand about the packers and the area of green bay did you know andy that a gentleman whose name was Jacob John Jacob Astor the Fourth founded part of Green Bay 
and he started framing the city's current downtown on top of a native burial ground. So there are a number of businesses, homes, uh, different places that are haunted and full of ghosts. So, but what I wanted to talk about a little bit, the people always ask me, reached out to me and they say, well, Lambeau Field's been there, you know, for a very, very long time. Is, is it haunted? So the question is, or the answer is, I should say, yes, it is. There have been spirits of Vince Lombardi. And what people have said with Vince Lombardi is, uh, one story was a gentleman went into the bathroom and he was washing his hands early in the morning. Um, I guess it was one of the custodial workers. And he looked over and he saw this older gentleman with this suit on and uh, a fedora. And he was looking in the mirror and talking. And the guy was like, well, wait a minute. This is really early in the morning. How'd this guy get in here? I don't recognize him. So he leaned over to this guy and said, Hey, you can't be here. And when he leaned over, the gentleman just disappeared. And when he went back out of the bathroom, he went all in. If you've been to Lambeau and if you haven't, please go. There's tons of pictures of Lombardi. He came out of the bathroom and he looked and he said, Hey, that was the guy. <laughs> and he didn't know much about Lombardi at that time. I guess he was a newer guy who was just working. This is a long time ago, this story. And he was like, that's him. That's the guy I saw in the bathroom. My other favorite story is, um, actually two favorite really quick stories is, again with Lombardi, is this uh, kid was with his mom and they were doing the tour and everything. And he said, again, uh, I wanted to go into uh, a room where supposedly uh, Lombardi would do a lot of his thinking before the game. Um, and now it is actually, they made it Lombardi's office. So if you go on the Green Bay tour, now it's Lombardi's office and you can sit at actual Vince Lombardi's desk, which I did sit in his chair at his desk and they have all of it laid out. It's brilliant. It's a really cool tour. Well, anyway, the little boy went underneath the desk and he was just sitting there and all of a sudden he, someone sat in the chair. And he was like, oh, it's probably my mom or somebody. I got to get out underneath there. So the tour had already gone on. And the little boy came out from underneath the desk. And he looked. And there was this older gentleman in a suit. And he just looked at the little boy. And he smiled. And the little boy said, oh, hello. And, and the, the person just who was sitting in the chair just smiled again. And. So he said, well, I better, you know, here it is mom calling. So better go and, uh, you know, join, join the group and stuff. So this little boy had no idea about Vince Lombardi and they're going on the tour and they're talking about Vince Lombardi and the little boy grabs his mom's hand and says, that's the guy at the desk I just saw. And his mom was like, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Come, you know, he goes, no, I really saw it. And I think those two stories, I believe, like I said in the paranormal, why wouldn't Vince Lombardi haunt <laughs> Lambeau Field? He worked there tirelessly. 
he, you know, that was his really his first home. He was rarely home. If you watch some documentaries about Lombardi or read books about it, which I have, I've read all his books and seen all his documentaries. The guy was a workaholic, it, you know, and that's kind of a shame because that let oh, to his death, which was really terrible to hear. Like he got colon cancer because he kept working and he never got it checked out. And that's how Vince Lombardi died, which is a shame. So, yes, there's been other two hauntings of Curly Lambo where people have said they've gotten there early in the morning, like custodial guys and have seen like a shape that looks to them like Curly Lambo walking around the field. So, yes, it is haunted. They actually do ghost tours, not of Lambo, but of Green Bay. Um, I thought that was really interesting. But my favorite story really quickly, Andy, is this. So everybody knows... <laughs> Aaron Rodgers took ayahuasca. Now, the thing is, when you take ayahuasca, it has lingering effects. So this is a true story. Uh, I should have put the link in there. I'll put the link in our episode notes where Aaron Rodgers got freaked out and ran out of Lambo. And you say, okay, what, what happened? So Aaron Rodgers saw what in the paranormal is called the hat man. So the hat man is. Uh, you have to watch some horror movies, I guess, if you if you have an understanding. But basically, it's this tall, slender, creepy, gaunt-looking guy with this big hat, and he's and he has like usually he'll have like a cane with him, and he's wearing this dark suit. So Aaron Rodgers said he was in late in the training uh, in the training room, and he was getting ready to go, and he said all of a sudden he looks out. And the lights start flickering in the training room and he sees the hat man and he's holding the dead rabbit in his hand and Aaron Rodgers just booked it out of there, <laughs> ran out of there, got in his car, took off. And, uh, you know, he has said that, like I said, I'll put the story in there. It's a very interesting story. And he says from time to time, he has visions of this hat man. Which, by the way, the visions of Hat Man uh, is an urban legend. And if you do have visions of this uh, evil-looking man, um, it usually you're usually going through some type of stress, or maybe you're doing some type of narcotics. Um, it usually will not appear to you if you're like in a great mood, like Andy was in his spa and having a great time. But if you do see it, I would highly suggest uh, you know getting some help. Because it usually has to do with some type of um, psychiatric break or some type of mental issue you are having. Uh, but those are some of the stories, some of the spooky stories. I will put those links out there on this episode. You can read through them. But Andy, my good friend, is a skeptic. Uh, so what do you think about the paranormal, Andy? Well, what is your uh, feeling about it? Yeah, I don't know if I call myself a skeptic. Uh, okay. Uh, he here's some of my thoughts on paranormal activity. If you're all right with okay. that, I'll mention some of yeah. those. We already yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about. Uh, yeah. We already talked about Sasquatch. We already talked about Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe yeah. in that. A buddy of mine who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, I'll have to <laughs> tell him I'll mention his name. His name's Rob. And, uh, he mentioned to me he was out uh, deer hunting and saw Bigfoot. 
So no. um, I was just I, I was just joking around with them. I do truly believe um, in this creature and um, the possibility of this creature that this creature does exist. And for him to say something like that, and he was very, very consistent, and he said it kind of, uh, you know, again, scared the bejesus out of him. Um, he might be a great guest for <laughs> a future uh, mm. podcast, maybe for Jalen Frights. Um, but I did want to mention that, and and so I do believe, I do believe in that, even though I joke about it with people, I, I kind of do believe in it. And I believe um, that's a that's a again a possibility. Uh, I believe that there are things that just cannot be explained. Uh, since I was just in New Mexico and near Area 51, <laughs> I will say that right. humans humans cannot be so self centered and egotistical. Well, they can be <laughs> to believe that mm -hmm. we are the only mm -hmm. living beings in the entire multitude of galaxies in the universe. Logic right. dictates. I'll take that from Spock that there is something else out there in the cosmos. Are there aliens? I, I believe, yes, there are. Are we the only humanoid life form? No, I don't believe that for a second. Mm -hmm. And so who or what is considered an alien? That's up for debate, whatever. Um, but I, I do believe in that as well. I believe that there is a higher plane of existence uh, or alternate realms that cannot yet we cannot yet uh, comprehend or understand. So that kind of has to do again with um, ghosts, right? A little bit. So I, yeah. I do, right. I do believe in ghosts. I believe um, I haven't I encountered one yet, uh, but I will say that I have experienced things uh, that would send chills. Uh, chills uh, down your spine. So, but nice. um, I think in this episode, because we're going to run way over, I won't, you know, talk about that, um, you know, but it's very uh, personal to me and happened to me. And uh, yeah, it just was something that was, um, you know, uh, very spiritual. That's all I'm going to say. Mm, nice. And uh, so I have been touched a little bit by that. Uh, but have not seen a ghost. Have not seen a ghost. Okay. But I, but I do believe. It's nice. If you're nice. under the impression I didn't, John, I apologize yeah. for that. But I do believe. Yeah, you um, I might skeptic. be a little bit more skeptical. I'm a little bit maybe okay, more right. skeptical than you are on that front. But yeah, um, sure. I do believe that there is that possibility. Okay. Legitimately, awesome. that possibility. So. So that is the spooky part of the. Uh, episode here for <laughs> Packers Blitz. So we wanted to put a little bit of <laughs> so let's let's do this. Let's go right to the Packers uh, Broncos preview. We need to talk about coaching next time because I have a feeling if we lose this game <laughs> We're going to really talk about coaching. What do you say, Andy? Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to come down to that, too. And yeah. I'll get to that in a so, little bit. I mean, can yes. can Sean Payton now coach uh, oh, you know, Matt LaFleur or vice yeah. versa? Oh, so boy. it could come down to the actually the coaching in this game yeah. and who's the better coach. So yeah, I'm absolutely. glad you mentioned that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want me so to go through the yeah. go through the very general overview of both teams and everything? 
Yes. And, you know, you, I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit. Uh, right is this a must win <laughs> save the season? Can I answer that first? Sure. I Okay. I think it is because this puts us at three and three and gives us some hope, a little bit of hope uh, of maybe – Sneaking in because there's a lot of uh, last Sunday. I watched a lot of bad football, a lot. The Chicago, the Bears yeah. Vikings game was yep. unwatchable, it awful, was horrible. It was yes, so I watched bad. that game. I actually watched I just it. Had, I just said, like, and then the Giants, um, at Buffalo. Oh, no. oh my that gosh, was that was even Sunday worse. Night game. That was even worse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can go down the down the line of bad football. So it's like to me, okay, you know, maybe we have a chance here. But what do you think, Andy? I definitely agree with you. So we can, we can't yeah. go two and four if we can get back to three and three at least. That would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully yeah. a win against the Vikings Queens uh, on what is it, October twenty ninth, twenty ninth. Okay. Yeah, so then Sunday, you know, possibly where we get above five hundred and we're four and three, and you know, hopefully good to go. We have we we're gonna start playing some tougher teams. <laughs> yeah, uh, very soon here. Yeah, so you gotta win these games against these beatable games. teams, and uh, you know, the Broncos are one and five, and they're definitely beatable. So, yeah. yeah. So I I watched uh, the Broncos lose to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> and the yeah. Broncos are are very similar uh, to the Packers in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. Oh boy! Uh, both, both teams have starting quarterbacks that are still figuring out the offense and their head coaches' expectations. Uh, both teams have almost identical stats across the board. I'm not going to go through all of them yeah. uh, because they aren't very good anyway. <laughs> but no. anybody wanted to look at those, they're pretty close. Uh, okay. Both teams lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh both God. teams had a longer week and a half to two weeks to prepare. So we've had a couple weeks, but actually Denver, because they played a Thursday night game, uh, mm -hmm. have had about a week and a half to prepare. So that's pretty even, too. On offense, the Broncos took week six off against the uh, against the Chiefs. They literally took the week off. In week five, the Packers' offense took the week off, too. So very yeah. similar again. Um, so Jeez. the Broncos may be one and five, but they have played a much tougher schedule with yep. the likes of the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Uh, the Packers are, are now two and three but have played exactly uh, 500 teams so far. So I, I added up the records of the teams they've played so far, John, mm -hmm. and they're 500. Okay. Okay. So exactly 500. And, um, yeah, so we're playing the Broncos at Empower Field at uh, Mile High, it's called. Um, it used to be called Mile High Stadium, but now it's Empower Field at Mile High. Uh, Packers are favored to win by one. <laughs> the oh, over-under no. is, is 44 points. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. So as far as the Broncos go, uh, and unless, John, you want to comment on anything I've nope. said so far. Okay. <laughs> the Broncos uh, rank dead last, uh, 32nd, by the way, in points oh allowed God. per game. And abysmal, 
abysmal 33.3 points per contest. Uh, that's what happens when you get 70 points hung on you by the Miami Dolphins in week three. Yep. Hey, Matt, listen to me now, Matt. Dive headfirst into that ocean of Miami game tape and mm-hmm. wrangle us some Dolphin game calls. Yes. Steal them and implement them. That's an exclamation point, by the way. <laughs> Please and thank you. Please thank So, of course, uh, everybody out there, I'm talking about Matt LaFleur. It's like, yeah. duh. They, they dropped 70 points on them early mm-hmm. in the year. Try to steal a few plays, please. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, so safety Justin Simmons uh, for the Broncos is was returning from injury a couple weeks ago, and as that has coincided with in the Packers, uh, sorry, the Broncos uh, pasty only giving up a 87 quarterback rating, which is still okay in those two games. Otherwise, they give up the best rating to quarterbacks in the NFL in 2023. So again, this is a smash game for Jordan Love, by the way, because they're one of the worst teams on defense, especially their pass defense. But they've kind of corrected a few things the last couple weeks. Safety Justin Simmons coming back helps their defense, just to let you know. So he's an impact player on their D. Uh, Head coach Sean Payton has, has had ample time to prepare his team had a mini buy. NFL fans will see who the better head coach is. Offensive guru and seasoned yeah. veteran Sean Payton or young offensive leaning Matt LaFleur. We're about to find out. That could be the key to the game right there, John. Who co- who all coaches yeah. whom, especially yep. on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Rumpel yeah. still, sorry, Russell Will, Rumpel, oh, sorry, <laughs> was, Rumpel still, oh, sorry, Russell Wilson's numbers have actually been good except for last week against the Chiefs, where he didn't even pass for 100 yards. Russ was not cooking. A total dud of a performance. The fans in Bronco country realized that even with Russell Wilson Wilson as their quarterback, his play at the quarterback position has translated into, hasn't translated into wins. So that's my comment on that. And uh, John, any comments on the Broncos before I move? No, they're, they're just a bunch of underachievers. They have a lot of talent on that team. Um, they're just really, really underachieving uh, rather than us. Who's like, doesn't have an identity in offense. I say um, a little bit to that, but like that Kansas city game, I shut it off because I don't know Russell Wilson. What did what was he thinking? He was making passes. I was like, "Is Jordan Love out there? Is that is that Jordan Love?" Um, yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, yeah, yeah so and they we'll were see. really bad against Miami and didn't even want to tackle a ball carrier. No, no, um, they 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 had what seven hundred and whatever yards of offense. Oh, that crazy, game. and it's crazy. They were just horrible. Um, yeah, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. the tackling aspect, like they weren't even trying. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. a lack of team effort. Absolutely. So, hopefully, they do that against us. Yeah, we'll Sunday, need it. Right? We'll need it. So, the Packers um, quarterback Jordan Love's last outing wasn't much better than Russell Wilson's latest mm-hmm. uh, against a Raiders secondary that hadn't fared all that well prior. Uh, the offense needs him to play better. Of course, 
On a positive note, Zach Jacobson of Heavy.com pointed out that Love is the first quarterback in Packers history to throw at least one touchdown in each really? of his first five starts. Yeah. Yep. And that goes back to last year, by the way. <laughs> okay. Um, Love streak came to an end on October 9th against the Lowly Raiders. Uh, John, at the end of the season, we'll compare Jordan's first year uh, to Aaron's first year as a starter. So I know you mentioned that you might want to talk about that. Uh, we aren't going to talk about that tonight. I think we a little no, bit we need a little bit more data before we. We do need that. more. But, we need more time and data. Yep. Yep. Green Bay's ca- pass catchers don't have anyone that has averaged more than 58 yards per game this season. <laughs> more more tight ends and wide receivers need to start doing yeah. something. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, a lot of Packer fans out there. If you're listening, you're probably like, duh. Um, <laughs> That's running back Aaron Jones good. has only 14 carries this season. 14. He only has 14 he rushes. He should be coming 14. back. Uh, the offense needs him to play. He should be playing. <laughs> the, yeah, I hope so. The yeah. Broncos have given up a NFL worst 5.9 yards per oh, carry to running wow. backs. Wow. Again, again, there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. Even for AJ mm-hmm. Dillon. Uh, yeah, there's no excuses. Yeah. Exactly. So hopefully Aaron Jones will be back out there, but only 14 carries. What is this? The sixth game for us? The seventh? Sixth. Yep. Sixth game for sixth. us. I mean, seriously. 14 carries that the entire sucks. season. Yeah. That sucks. So per data collected by from uh Pro Football Focus by Arjun Manone. Menon, whatever it is, M-E-N-O-N. The Packers tandem of Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, and Devontae Wyatt have been getting a, get this, 52.63% pressure rate. Yeah, I saw and that. sacks on 31.58 of the snaps. Those four rushing together have been absolutely, positively incredible. Of course, there is a sample size caveat here. The four-man rush has been on the field just 19 snaps through five games. Mm. However, 10 pressures and six sacks in 19 snaps ain't too shabby. No, it it isn't. It ain't too shabby. A side note, last year, the Packers dropped from 2nd to 28th in pressure rate after Gary's knee injury. We talked about this. Uh, This year, he's ahead of Micah Parsons and Miles Garrett, widely seen as two of the most valuable defensive players in the entire NFL. Uh, He has a pressure rate uh, at 26.3%. That's Rashawn Gary. Only the New York uh, Jets' uh, Bryce Bryce Huff. I believe his name is, okay. is higher at 29.9%. Sign Rashawn to a long-term deal. Yep. By the way, really quickly, Go ahead. Jair Alexander may not play. He got injured. Yeah, his practice. back. Yeah, I saw that. His back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of Packers defensive line. <laughs> and the linebackers. Yeah, Green Bay is 28th in fantasy points allowed to running backs. I listened to that on a podcast today. So with Yikes. six 
Six NFL teams on by with multiple running back injuries. And if you're desperate for help, get uh, Broncos running backs, Javante Williams and or Jaleel McLaughlin into your fantasy lineups this week. Start them in a good matchup against the Packers. John, I thought I'd just bring that up. <laughs> sure. No uh, talk about fantasy football for once. But yeah, they had Green Bay's ranked 20, 28th in fantasy points allowed to running backs, which basically means they are horrible. Uh, on oh, run defense, oh, and we talked about that, so I figured yep. I'd just bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you might want to start the, uh, you know, the uh, Broncos running backs against us this week if you're desperate. <laughs> uh, so, last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is probably the most important thing: uh, no excuses, Matt Lafleur. You have had two weeks to prepare and are yeah. up against a bottom five defense. They're probably like last or yeah. second last but I, yeah, just, they, yeah. I know for sure they're a bottom five which has given up the most points no excuses time for the packers offense to simplify simplify right. the play calling to make it simple for his young players yet gives the opposing defense a different look how about designed play calls to get jordan love out of the pocket and onto the mm. perimeter as a way to stress opposing defenses. How about that? Mm. How about that, LaFleur? How about that? Go back to basics. Limit mistakes by making it simple. Put his team in a better position to be successful. Simple execution. Simple concepts for a young offense. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, LaFleur. Yeah. The reality is, right now, <laughs> defenses do not have much to fear when it comes nope. to Matt LaFleur's offense. No, not at all. Unfortunately, we may have to wait until week eight and have the ghosts of Lambeau scare the Vikings into defeat. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, John, I wanted to mention, I didn't mention <sighs> this, is you could yeah, add right. this in there. Um, a lot of the uh, teams have tape on Jordan Love now. And so they're yeah, making they're, adjustments, uh, you know, so that's not. part of it too. So it's not only LaFleur making adjustments, yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah, making yeah. adjustments, uh, you know, keeping it simple, but also you, you gotta, um, find a way, uh, to counteract whatever they're doing. Yeah. And exactly. so they have a lot of game tape now and, you know, We'll see what happens. John, any comment on that? No, no, that's really good. I think that's something, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, so much, just keeping everything simple, just, you know, taking your play sheet and you should have, you know, you'll see most of these guys, they'll have two play sheets, maybe three play sheets. You should just have one laminated play sheet, one side, that's it. And we're going to run these 10 plays or 15 plays, or 20 plays, over and over and over and over. And if you execute it, I mean, I go back to Vince Lombardi, the Green Bay sweep. You knew it was coming. You knew the sweep was coming. Every week they would run that sweep play. Every week, power sweep, power sweep. Here it comes. Nobody stopped it. Nobody. Yep. We you know dare why? you to stop us. We dared you to stop it. And Lombardi, since 
we had, now again, we don't have the Hall of Fame line that Lombardi had and the Hall of Fame players he has, but they weren't really Hall of Fame players then. But they executed with such beauty precision. and precision. It was just, yes. you, you just couldn't, there, there was nothing you could do. There was literally nothing you could do to try to stop it. Maybe if you're lucky, instead of uh, uh, Taylor running for a touchdown on you, uh, you know, or the golden boy running. Um, I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. Paul Horny. Running, Paul Horny, thank you. Running for a touchdown. They still got five, ten years, ten yards of crack. And why? Because it was simple. It, the, the, okay, I've ran this play a hundred times. I know to a second, to a footfall, to an area where I need to be. Okay? Boom. And what happened? We won Super Bowls using that play. Super Bowls. <laughs> and, you know, they did it for years, and nobody stopped it. So if people push back and they say, oh, well, you know, it's the NFL, and, you know, the doesn't matter if you run a play to precision doesn't matter i bring up we hate you tom brady tom brady what did he used to do dink dunk dink dunk and it just was god stop it and then he would hit you with a long pass because you know he, he just you just fell into that trap and packers are just not there yet but they got to be there so anyway yeah, but those great, uh, Packers offensive, you know, the Brady offensive, those offenses, all all those offenses, all 11 players knew what they were doing. Right, knew all what they were doing. All 11 players right. were in oh, sync. Right, right, right. They were in And they did their assignments the way they were supposed to. And that's yeah. been the problem. We have such a young team. Yes. And we've had so many injuries, Absolutely. which is all excuses, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because of one player or a few players mm -hmm. messing up, that's Tucker where craft. you have breakdowns. <laughs> I just saying it only yep. takes one. Yep, and that's what we're talking. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's the so, truth. It's it the, the truth. truth. Yeah. So predictions. So, yes, predictions. So by the way, <laughs> Yahoo reported that eight. Of ten NFL experts slash prognosticators picked oh the boy. Packers to win this week, oh all boy. by seven points or less. So yeah, yep. up on my screen, I had a big graphic with ten <laughs> experts. Eight of them mm -hmm. picked us mm -hmm. to win. The predictions mm -hmm. ranged from the likes of seventeen to fourteen uh, to twenty-seven mm -hmm. to twenty. That was the highest mm -hmm. score. The twenty-seven mm -hmm. to twenty. Packers mm -hmm. win. Packers win. Eight times. <laughs> Two picked the Broncos to win 24 to 21 and 23 to 22. I have no idea how you even get the 22. I'm sure. Yeah, you how do you get it. the 22? I, I don't know what was up with that. I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. Must I was just like, what score is that? Yeah, on. I have no idea. Nah, that ain't happening. Yeah, that he was just trying okay. to keep it within the one point. Yeah, um, trying. Yeah, a couple so, of, yeah. So I guess um, 
John, you know, I'd like to know what your prediction is. I don't know what it is, okay. but um, basically yeah. three and two on the year in 2023. You can see what my prediction is, but um, I, I can, what's I can your? see. So, so here it goes. This is our get right game. If we don't get right oh. on this game, I'm going to lose my mind. We win in the one of the most boringest games in the planet. <laughs> 14 to 13. It's a slug fest. <laughs> it's really boring. Uh, it, it just, I just see that. I just see it's a boring offense is three and out, a lot of punts, but the Packers score early, couple of touchdowns. The Broncos try to come back on us uh, and can't do it. And we walk out of there with a 14 to 13 win, ugly win, but we will take it. So there you go. Andy, your prediction. <laughs> uh, I'm predicting like I had uh, way back before the season started, I predicted the Broncos were going to win this game. And I mm. think that's going to happen. So I have the Broncos oh winning. Sorry, Packers fans out there. Yeah, uh, Broncos 24. Packers 19. Mm. So, uh, John, Packers, Blitz fans, I predicted, again, that loss earlier in yeah, the year. Sure. So I'm just sticking with that. So my reasoning uh, for that, and I've got several reasons why, so I'll go through that. Why not? Um, I don't want to pick the Broncos, but I just think they're going to win. So. Yeah, I got you. Yep. Um, so number one, uh, Sean Payton is sl the slightly better coach. Uh, mm. The second reason, uh, the mile highs, uh, thin air, Will play a factor in the game. Uh, the Packers are going to run out of uh, oxygen. <laughs> Remember, I was just in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is the start of the Rocky Mountains mountain chain mm. and went uh, to about 6,000 feet above sea level to about 8,500 uh, feet above sea level where I was at. Um, it went up even higher. So it's extremely mm. hard to breathe. I know this firsthand uh, when you go from Wisconsin to Colorado. <laughs> uh, so I'm just thinking that they're going to run out of juice. Mm. Okay. Uh, the Broncos are the more veteran team, oh, yeah. um, which isn't saying much. Most teams are more veteran than our, than yeah. others are so young. Pretty much everybody. Uh, but I think in this case, it's going to... Something's going to happen where a veteran's going to make a play for the Broncos, and mm -hmm. that may be mm -hmm. that. Uh, the The Packers should be one and four, by the way, and have already proven that they cannot beat bad teams. So that was my fourth reason why. Um, the last reason why um, the Packers' offense has been the Walking Dead mm -hmm. the past two weeks. If yes. the Packers' offense doesn't come alive against Denver, when will it? I hope that Matt LaFleur will mm. be able to say, like the late, great Gene Wilder from the all-time great comedy, Young Frankenstein, life, life, do you hear me? Give my creation life. <laughs> By that, I mean, yeah. Packer fans, if you're yeah, we need following that reference, spark, is... Matt LaFleur needs to come up with that creation, that creative mm -hmm. game plan to win the freaking game. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, great movie, by the way, John. It was funny because I was on vacation and that movie came came on and I watched uh, pretty much the whole thing because yeah. it's, it's really yeah. so good. And I had it never watched it in yeah, its Frank entirety. I always saw little snippets of it and it was just, yeah. just uh, hilarious to this day. So uh, Packer fans out there, watch uh, Young Frankenstein. Young it's Mel Brooks Mel movie. Brooks, one of his yeah, Gene Wilder was absolutely fantastic in it yeah um great cast in it peter boyle uh plays frankenstein i believe he passed away so is gene um yeah uh there's a lot of great great actors in that movie and a great movie so great uh halloween movie to watch too so yes very funny so john do you have any rebuttals arguments uh no. changing no. your mind now are you going to stick with your score 14 3 uh, 13 14 13 I'm still gonna see with fourteen thirteen. I just I just have a feeling it's okay. gonna be an ugly game. Hopefully we we come out of the winning side. So yeah. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm you know, then I'll be on the season three and three and you'll be four and two. You'll take yeah, a we can two win nope. advantage over me, which will be just fine. Because if the Packers win, it'll all be worth it. But yes, I absolutely. just don't feel good about this game just like you didn't feel good about the oakland game i'm not feeling no, good didn't. about this one and i haven't yeah. felt good about this one since before the season when i saw the schedule come out so we we will we shall see won't we yeah so we're about to wrap things up everybody wrap uh, it up. according to chris i have no idea what his last name is of the spun.com this is what chris has to say Packers head coach Matt LaFleur acknowledged that Jordan Love will deal with growing pains in his first full year as the team starter. That's why he believes it's on the coaching staff to get this season back on track. The Packers will try to snap their two-game losing streak this Sunday against the Broncos, end quote. Packers fans, Packers Packers Blitz fans, this is the a must-win and a must-win the week after against the Minnesota Vikings at Glorious Lambeau Field. John, you're going to the game that game, right? I you're at am. that game. Okay. That's correct. So, John, anything you want to say in the wrap-up here before we No, other than I already conclude. talked about James Robinson. He signed to the yep. practice squad. He uh over here's some stats if you want them a, a stat from <laughs> stat andy uh over a yeah. thousand yards caused 49 passes for 344 yards as a rookie with the jack and jaguars in 2020 that was the game the packers played against him um yeah, yeah i think he played with the giants too he was hurt he is a message sent pure and simple to aj Dillon. look you can be replaced if you don't get going, that's is this is all this this is because uh you know we, we gotta go from there. Um yeah, so, I, I believe John, uh, just one thing to add on that. I think he tore his Achilles, and ever since that happened, he hasn't been the yeah. same player. So I'm pretty sure that's guy. what very similar to Aaron Rodgers in that way. Yeah. Um, but we hope Aaron comes back yeah, yeah. quickly yeah. from that and and is the Absolutely. great player he's always been again. Yes, but um yeah. James Robinson's been bouncing around the league. You know, he yeah. got cut by a couple teams already this year. So he's on our practice squad at the moment. Yes. And uh, so 
again, Packer Blitz fans, we love to have Andy back. Uh, we're excited about, you know, uh, the season, but we know it's going to be, we have some patience, but we got to keep things simple. But one of the things I want to say, Andy, I want to tell you, and I want to thank diehard Packers fan on Facebook. They're actually a club that I joined for us, Andy. Uh, they gave okay. us a badge as diehard Packers fans podcast choice. Wow. So we are the choice of diehard Packer fans, uh, at least on this Facebook site, uh, which is really exciting. Um, I'm glad that we're getting a little bit of notice here because we love what we do. And speaking of love what we do, uh, make sure you like and subscribe uh, at uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you uh, listen to Packers Blitz. Make sure you rate us five stars because, again, Andy and I are doing our best and we're trying to grow this podcast and to, you know, eventually have some fun things we can do in the future with this. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, like I said, we also are on YouTube, so you can listen to us on YouTube and the podcast channel. And, you know, again, I love doing this with Andy, even though this season hasn't worked out the best way. We kind of knew that going in. Um, so hopefully uh, we'll continue to grow. Like I said on last episode, is grow and develop. And hopefully, you know, be able to, you know, who knows, sneak in to the playoffs. If not, maybe have a winning record, but again, you know, we're Packer fans. We're loyal. We love our Packers. And so with that, go pack, go, go pack, go. All right. Love you, buddy. Talk to you later. Peace out.